This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. That's the second time it's gone off. Never got home, they never got home, they never got home, those, those, those boys. The second captain's world service. It is not war and death and famine, it's not that at all. It's the opposite of that, it's to persuade the world outside of that. That's why sports are important. They were like two junkyard dogs, says veteran Ryder Cup caddy Billy Foster about Seve Ballesteros <laughs> and Paul Azinger at Kiwa Island in 1991. They wanted to win at all costs and Seve would win at all costs. He wanted to slice their chests open, rip their heart out and give it back on the 18th green. Wow. I used to call them demented Rottweilers, frothing at the mouth, straining at the leash going to the first tee. <laughs> yes, folks, we're into Ryder Cup week <laughs> and I love it. Hey, Murph. <laughs> hey, Owen, how's it going? Wow. Those quotes are from Extremely evocative An interview with you and Murray In the Guardian We had a lot of fun With Maliki Clerken And Gavin Cooney On the World Service today Talking about The most ridiculous And brilliant event in sport I'm going to cover seen. golf Well Paul Cambridge is a fan <laughs> That's absolutely true You are some fucker Aren't you <laughs> Indeed That interview is also available now For World Service members mm-hmm. Our interview you No know, you can't have yeah. a fucking boat ways Hold on <laughs> Hold on Our combative interview and very entertaining interview with yeah. Paul Kimmage on the World Service. That was about as coherent a comeback as you had for him shouting at you for Probably five, six minutes. Hold on a second. <laughs> did Maliki describe the Ryder Cup as his favourite sporting event? I think he might just have yeah, done. Yeah, he did. Which I... I mean, it's, it's a bold call. Yeah, but he's not one given to... Hyperbole. Hyperbole. Or is he? Sometimes maybe he is. But anyway, in this case, <laughs> we forgive him because it's the Ryder Cup after all. <laughs> the chicken. Make me a scapegoat, if you will. Call me a traitor, if you will. Can you believe that? Can you believe the Brits? Please, let's save the country. They say Roy McElroy is a Brit. <laughs> <laughs> you know. If the price of freedom, the price of peace is the blackening of my name. <laughs> the chicken. 
I'm going full Hal Sutton today. I've decided to take two great individual talents, two rampant <laughs> egotists. I'm pairing them together. Just let the chemistry happen. Malachi Clerken, I guess you're the Tiger Woods of this analogy. <laughs> hey, Mal. That's a niche deep cut. I love it. I Very love it. We're niche. getting right down Real there. Real yeah. Ryder Cup stuff. That makes you Phil Mickelson. Congratulations, Gavin. Kidd. I'm actually quite thrilled. With <laughs> yeah. It would be fun to be Phil Mickelson for a day, I would say. Yeah. Uh, expensive, but yeah. Yeah. Expensive. yeah, exactly. Well, listen, thank you both for making the studio in these pretty abject conditions. What does a Ryder Cup mean as a sports fan? I know, as you pointed out at the weekend or in the last few days, Maliki, it won't ruin your weekend mm. if our continent loses <laughs> over the next few days. But it does make the weekend a bit more fun when the Ryder Cup is on the telly. Oh, yeah. I, I was thinking about this on the way and I like... I hate ranking this stuff, but like I think it it may it might be my favorite sports event. Really? Yeah, yeah, Whoa. yeah. I and and precisely like that. Like come whatever uh, five o'clock on Sunday. Like I won't give it another thought until seven hundred and twenty six days time yeah. before <laughs> before the next one. You know, um, I, it's 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 a really odd competition in that way. In that. I love it because it's the format of it is sort of unimpeachable. Mm -hmm. The format of it almost guarantees that it is watchable for three days. Even now, look, there hasn't been a a, a, a close Ryder Cup since twenty twelve. Yeah, I was going to say last time wasn't too watchable in, well, on the singles. It, well, I mean, you say that and. It it ended up being a complete blowout, and it ended up with uh, McElroy's tears and all of that sort of stuff. But there was a half an hour in the middle of the singles the last time when there was enough blue on the board, as they say in yeah. the parlance. <laughs> blue on the board. Blue on the. There is a Twitter account called Blue on the Board oh, that excellent. you want to be following yeah, this yeah, week. Yeah. Uh, that there was enough blue on the board that you were going. Well, hang on now. If he wins that and he wins that and your man starts starts dropping a hole here or there, do you know what? Yeah. We could be in for it's the cooking. greatest moment in the history of sport. So it's um so the format m m keeps it more or less up in the air all the way through. And the other thing and I realized this watching the Solheim Cup last week, um the great thing about the Ryder Cup, the Solheim Cup, match play in general, but the team match play more so, is that, like I watch a lot of golf, when, no matter how much golf you're watching, on a Thursday or a Friday or a Saturday or even for the first half of a Sunday, even the players in contention are still only playing against the course. Mm -hmm. They're not playing against each other. Whereas six o'clock on Friday morning, we will get, I will get up, I don't know about the rest of you, to watch the first shot. And from the first shot on Friday morning, they are playing against each other. And they are determining what they do with their ball by what the other crowd do with their ball. And that is, it's unique in golf. Because golf is for the 99% of the time until, say, the back nine of the Sunday of a tournament, is players playing against the course. It's them trying to do their best to get their best possible score. Now, maybe in the back nine, when like two people are facing off, there's a bit of match playing, there's a bit of kind of, right, he's doing that, I'll do this, blah, blah, blah. But for the most part, they're playing the course. From the very, very <laughs> get-go, on Friday morning, 
it is just, it is mano a mano in a way. And, and it's the thing that golf misses. Like if you take even the other individual sports, you take tennis, they're still playing against each other in every match. Yeah. But golf doesn't really have that except in this sort of unique situation. And it sends them mad. And that's <laughs> that is the greatest thing about that's why it. It's so great. It sends like. them round the bend. But it's also such a lovely holiday from kind of the yes. stultifying decorum yeah. that everyone has to kind of suppress their ids at yeah. 351 mm. weeks a year. Um, so this is a chance to kind of indulge the fist pumping, etc. And I also love the Ryder Cup because nothing so reliably makes kind of golf's haughty elders look so stupid yeah. like I mean just I was, like every time the Ryder Cup comes back you go back looking at the yarns and stories from previous ones and there's one headline from was it in Valhalla when Nick Faldo was that mm-hmm. where Nick Faldo yeah. was the captain yeah. Faldo defends DJ Spoonie DJ involvement Spoonie. <laughs> <laughs> where else in golf would you get that headline uh, oh I love it yeah, I mean, I, still indefensible yeah I mean, <laughs> the great game of golf that was gave it a black eye that day, I can tell you really truly awful but uh, yeah, I mean that whole point of like the, uh, the our emotional inv- involvement in a sporting occasion, mm. like this is literally the perfect pitch, isn't it? In that while it's on, it matters like a huge. I remember watching the Miracle of Medina, right? Yeah. Uh, Galway had just lost the Ireland hurling <laughs> final, right? And I, the replay the against, replay against in Kilkenny 2012. in twenty twelve. Yeah. Like, one of the most depressing days I've ever had. Like, just really awful. Myself and my brother went to Fallon's in uh, the Liberties. And we're like, we're going to have two pints. And we're just going to, like, decompress and just, like, just fuck the hurlers. You? Like, Jesus, like, they're so annoying. Like, how could they do this to us? Beat Kilkenny twice, still not win the All-Ireland. You know? never win it. Yeah, yeah. But we sat down the... Uh, Justin Rose starts rolling in putts from like 90 yards away or whatever and it was the most unbelievable <laughs> uh, like a sporting event to watch in a pub because like everyone was, was involved you yeah. know? Like, mm. and again it's like everyone does get involved because like there's no one like gatekeeping the whole thing it's literally like Come in and come into the parlor, yeah. watch the Ryder Cup. Like, if you're a golf fan, you'll probably like it less than everyone else that, that tunes in for the Ryder Cup. So, I kind of feel like that emotional pitch that we have, as Malky says, no one's going to wake up Monday morning with a hangover and depressed over the fact that, like, Europe have lost the, mm-hmm. uh, have lost the Ryder Cup. But that's not to say that you don't get, like, absolutely swept up in it as well because it is just brilliant drama it's brilliant drama and it's also a chance to beat the Americans I mean the, hmm. one of the great but, and stories. you know there's a lot of great Americans out there but none of them have ever played Ryder Cup <laughs> <laughs> no but like the Ryder Cup has always kind of felt a parable about like you know it's always felt a bit like the Mighty Ducks on grass I mean yeah, it's just yeah. like the, the Americans roll in with like the best set of players and underdogs Europe um, put together the best team and you know usually beat them or did certainly yeah. up until Glen Eagles in 2014 but obviously have this home record now to defend uh, this weekend where they haven't lost at home for 30 years um, yeah so just for all those reasons and exactly exactly what Mal says it's just mano a mano and it's you know you don't have to kind of you know golf you know it's if you're at like if you're at a golf event it's often hard to kind of keep track of everything that's going on at least mm. when it's match play everything is in front of you and it's quite easy to follow there's no doubt how much it means to the players. Maliki mentioned Rory's tears last time. Rory, uh, congratulations on the result, but obviously you're emotional with how difficult this day has been, just put into words, the challenges that you faced playing under these circumstances. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just... Um, <laughs> sorry. sorry, no, take your time, take your time. I know it's tough. There's a 
scoreboard behind us and these are incredibly tough circumstances especially with Padraig here. I love being a part of this team. I love my teammates so much and I should have done more from, for them this week. Um, I'm glad I put a point on the word for Europe today but you know I just I just can't wait to get another shot at this. Um, it is It is by far the best experience in golf. And I hope little boys and girls watching this today aspire to play in this, this event or the Solheim Cup because there's nothing better than being a part of a team, especially the bond that we have in Europe. And no matter what happens after this, I'm proud of every single one of those players that played this week. I'm proud of our captain, our vice captains. You know, I just I, I wish I could have done a little more for the team. I'm glad I got a point on the board today, but um, you know it's it's been a tough week. That's amazing. Listening back to isn't that, it fantastic? Wow, isn't it just and isn't it such a sign of what an a, what a wild competition this is? Like, because when you think about golf, think about everything you know about professional golfers. Like you're talking about some of the most egotistical, swaddled, cosseted sports people on earth. Like, you can't rattle keys in your pocket while these people are taking a shot, right? <laughs> like, like, they just live in a world where, you know, they live, they're, they're the queen. They walk into freshly painted rooms everywhere they go, so they think every room smells of mm. fresh paint. And they're in this competition where, like, the, the crowds were just, the crowds in, in Whistling Straits were appalling. Absolutely appalling. And McElroy, I think, had three of them thrown out. And, uh, like, Shane Larry was, was talking, I don't know if it was this week or last week, talking about how his wife got dogs abused. And, like, so, so they're com so completely out of their element. So there's that. There's also the fact that they... Like, they're such lone wolves. Like, golfers are just complete lone wolves. Like, they have they have a caddy and an agent and themselves, and it's them against the world. And even at that, they probably think that there's two people too many in that equation, you know? <laughs> because they are just, like, they're... If the golf goes to shape, one or both of those two people yeah, are going exactly, to get Yeah, exactly, yeah, exactly. And so they're... And, and also, they play the Ryder Cup for no money. No money. Like these people get paid. Like the whole world of golf has rent itself to pieces over the last two years, especially with the with the Saudis coming in and the amount of money that's swirling around it. And here they play in this tournament for a full week in front of the, like this huge money spinning tournament that they don't get a penny out of. They get to donate like two hundred grand of their choice to a charity of their choice, and that's that. But they don't get a don't get a cent for it, and it reduces Rory McIlroy to that yeah. to that just puddle of jelly. Amazing. It's fantastic. I like it'll just tell you. Like that's the that's the madness of it. Just to give the context of that, McElroy had had a really bad Ryder Cup. He's never had a really brilliant Ryder Cup. I mean, he's, he's had no. his moments, but yeah. he, he hasn't had one sort of universally acclaimed sort of Ryder Cup heroic performance. Twenty sixteen, I think he was. He was pretty good. He, 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 was, he was playing was with Thomas by Patrick Peters. Reed though in the end, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, but, but even but even that. Epic match, but he yeah, had yeah. done. They, he, him and Thomas Peters had had really kind of swept uh, the boards in the in the. But like, yeah, re, he lost to Reed in that. So match, last yeah. last time out, he struggled badly on Friday and Saturday. Mm. It was dropped on Saturday afternoon. Mm. Rested, whatever you want to call First it. Time. He wasn't. Yeah, for the first time, but then 
Potter Carrington says, right, you're actually going out first. You're you're leading the order and the singles. And apparently he just took this as a real a real fill-up and his teammates apparently were getting behind him and all those sorts of things. He then goes out and wins his singles and, as Malky says, gives Europe a brief glimmer of hope there. So that was all going on. He said this week, Gavin, that actually everything that's happened since, which has mostly been positive on the course, all started from that day at Whistling Straits. Yeah, like since... Since he wept uh, on that in that interview, he's maybe played the best golf of his career. You know, he's been extremely close to winning two majors in that time. Um, so he, yeah, he, he, but he needs to perform. Like the European team, like at the last um, Ryder Cup, I think that John Ram was the only European player inside the world's top thirteen. I think. Mm. McElroy was bang out of form and Hovland just wasn't the player that he is now now uh, those three are in the world's top four so where Europe have kind of the, the edge and the to- like the top ranked players they don't quite have the depth so the, like Ram McElroy and Hovland need to perform this week so and I'm really fascinated by how like to see how McElroy deals with that pressure mm. because usually when Rory just kind of goes back to instincts is when he plays his best. I mean, you could make a fortune doing very little as Rory McIlroy psychologist because seemingly <laughs> the only motivational line he ever needs is you're at Rory F and McIlroy, go out and do it. <laughs> I mean, JP did it um, and uh, that's what Larry, Larry said to him going yeah. out before on Sunday. So it's, it's going to be fascinating to see because he's now a team elder, you know. I mean, okay, Justin Rose is... Um, He's older than him, but you know he's the he's the main guy and most experienced guy on that European team. And, and previously they had Poulter and Westwood and Garcia and these guys. And and R- Rory often played with Poulter and often played with Garcia. So I am fascinated to see how he deals with that pressure because we've seen him, you know, just let too much in on top of him in the past. You, know, you think of you know going OB twice off the first tee of Port Rush at the Open mm. in 2019, uh, making a Hames of the Masters this year even. So you're you're just wondering, you know, if you, you think pair him with a rookie on Friday and. Saturday and let kind of Rory lead lead the team around but you know maybe you don't want that maybe you just want to pair him with Lowry or someone and just allow him to to play his own game Ah oh, you've mentioned some of the absent names now you've brought mm. me down for the first time in this conversation <laughs> Gavin there's not going to be no Lee Westwood no Poulter I have to say I personally find it easier to root for a European team who don't have someone who calls themselves by their own nickname <laughs> <laughs> which, which one is that? Uh, the Postman the himself The Postman Oh himself. right yeah I mean it, but is a Ryder Cup really a Ryder Cup with Ian Poulter not playing I, saw, I, saw That's what I, I think I'll be able to struggle through <laughs> I have to say <laughs> I did see somebody uh, on Twitter called uh, Leona Maguire ban on Fished the other yeah. day. <laughs> Very good. You definitely want the Amer- whatever about your your Westwoods, your Sergios, your Polders. Mm. You definitely want the American. Bad oh yes, yeah. you want yeah. Patrick Reed. Yeah. You want the Shamble. What I'm, I'm a bit confused in this, Mal. You maybe clear it up. So the European, those European players can't play the ones who went to live because they resigned their membership of the tour. Yeah, some of so, them did, yeah. So, yeah. It's, so yeah, but the ones that I mentioned there, I think all did, yeah. Garcia, Westwood, Poulter. Mm. Whereas the Americans, there's no policy saying that they can't be picked. I mean, Brooks no. Kepka is in there, for example. Yeah. So why isn't Bryson DeChambeau there? He's ripping it up on, on not that anyone's watching, but he's ripping it up on the live tour at the moment. Uh, there is no official rule that says they can't, but uh, Bryson DeChambeau and a few of the others uh, did sue the PGA Tour. Uh, and Kepka didn't and Kepka did not right, uh, okay. and um, now Kepka did also win a major this year and almost won uh, the Masters as well so there you know he has shown he's been playing at a higher level but he, he is also you know there's like Dustin Johnson for instance uh, didn't and is still fairly popular with uh, with the rest of the players apparently um, but it's just playing like Drek and uh, and uh, 
and just wasn't really considered for it. Um, so there's new, no hugely controversial omission. Maybe the, the shampoo, he would at least add a bit of something, wouldn't it? A bit, bit of spice. Bit As of you say, pa- ah, yeah, like pa- I, Patrick Cantlay, this is a line from your piece, Colin Marikawa, Xander Schofle, you're basically talking about lads you wouldn't mind your daughter marrying as long as you weren't stuck beside them at the wedding. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is the level of charisma in the American team. I must, uh, I, I must, in fairness, I must hat tip to Shane McGrath of the Daily Mail who said that uh, about one of the current Irish rugby players. So I'm not, <laughs> well, I, won't, I won't hang him out to dry there. But uh, No, I... I, I do think something is lost, to be honest. Um, I think, you know, we we end up taking the Ryder Cup far too seriously uh, and, you know, co- concentrate on, you know, the stats and the analytics and all this sort of stuff. Like a Ryder Cup needs, you know, just a bit of a left field, a bit of a row, somebody saying the wrong thing, somebody taking the wrong thing the wrong way. Like, even when Mickelson was playing really terrible in the Ryder Cup. I remember, what was the year? The year that uh, Gray McDowell and Rory McIlroy were suing each other no, <laughs> right, yeah, over yeah, something. Yeah. <laughs> or, well, Ro- I think uh, Horizon were suing Rory for breach of contract or whatever. And it just, it it was happening or starting to happen around the time of the... Um, of the Ryder Cup mm. it wasn't the but one in Celtic Manor was no it, it was no, I think it was 2014 I think it was Glen yeah, Eagles yeah, maybe yeah. and uh, it was uh, so it was in the ether in the sort of the weeks rolling up to it but McDowell and, and, and McElroy were both still in the team you know mm. and uh, Mickelson in his sort of Tuesday press conference you know uh, like one of the questions was like, you know, how come the European team, you know, are such a brotherhood and you yeah. guys are all such a, you know, crowd of lone yeah. wolves? And he goes, well, you know, we get on well together and, you know, we don't litigate against each <laughs> yeah, other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're going, yes, <laughs> now it's a Ryder Cup. That's exactly what we want. And um, I'm just not seeing that no, out of Xander. Yeah. Out of the X Man, this or, week, or, or the captains, Scotty Shack Johnson and oh, Luke Jesus Donald. Christ. Oh my God! Oh. <laughs> How did these two end up together? These are extraordinarily uninspiring men. Yeah. You have to say. Um, obviously, it would have been Henrik Stenson, but yeah. he went to live. So bye bye, and in came Luke Donald. Luke Donald. So I mean, fireworks uh, among the captains probably not going to be there. I did see Zach Johnson's wife is there in a kind of a, a, a denim jacket with captain's wife embroidered on the back. <laughs> so I thought, again, good start to the week. <laughs> but like, but isn't that? Thin gruel, like compared, know, to, compared to what you know you would see down the but years. But the problem is, like, America have basically learned the the corporate lesson from everyone yes. is the no dickheads policy. Yeah. And right. regrettably, yeah. uh, for the viewer, because American teams of the past had quite a liberal supply yes. of dickheads. A steady, uh, steady yeah, role. Patrick Reed, yeah. I mean, Patrick Reed was all things to all men, really, <laughs> yeah. in 2018 yeah. when, yeah. you know, he wanted to, what, he wanted to play with Spieth and then he, yeah. he sounded off in an interview with the New York Times yeah. and then it turned out that, well, he actually wanted, asked to play with Tiger and then there was something about a, a fight in the flight home between Johnson and Or would they and all Kaka? get shit-faced on the yeah. flight home yeah, and there yeah, was yeah. apparently a bit of a push me pull you and the yeah. flight home you so know? you could argue that Liv had, like the like Liv has obviously winnowed the European team so this is mm. kind of a refreshed team we don't know how high its ceiling is but maybe the bigger damage Liv has done to Europe is the fact it's taken a few agents of Discord out of the US team big time because yeah. Yeah. US have well, kind of learned that team chemistry now like they even have like they even have someone who likes Patrick Cantley in he's the real millhouse of the thing like but, nobody <laughs> likes Cantley but the Gerd. well actually the interesting thing that's going to and that's why it's yeah. it's fascinating I, I, I do think that they may have possibly gone a little too far the other way in that they 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 seem to have picked their team on the basis of who likes who 
like Burn, Burns, Sam Burns is like a companion pony for uh, for, for for Scotty Scheffler exactly yeah <laughs> and uh, so like like Keegan Bradley probably should be on the team but he's like he's a bit of an oddball and a bit of a weirdo and mm. uh, like probably wants it a bit too much and is a bit too desperate for it and uh, he's smell a want into, of Keegan Bradley see, exactly yeah, yeah. like like there's this mad thing like there's like. I watch too much golf. Um, there is a he has a, a suitcase in his his uh, garage. As they I say. saw, I saw the tweet, and it's from the last Ryder Cup he played, which is what 2012, 2014, whatever it is, and he hasn't opened it since then because yeah. they lost, and he's not not coming, he's not opening it until he gets back on a Ryder Cup team. <laughs> That's how much he wants it. And like that's you want those sort of maniacs at the yeah, Ryder yeah, Cup. Yeah. But no, they picked Sam Burns because him and Scotty Scheffler are boys. Yeah. You know? And it's yeah. uh I, I I want I do wonder will that go a little the other way because like Justin Thomas is on the team, even though he's not played well this year, and he's definitely gonna play with Spieth, and they'll probably stick with that for at least two matches and they might lose both matches mm. like he might play like a drain mm. and, and stuff like that so uh, but this is what they've, I mean Harrington said this after yeah. whistling straight so basically any edge that the European teams had is gone now because the Americans copied it you know and they've yeah. I mean Europe used to obviously lean in massively to this team building yeah. exercise and this unified identity and you know McGinley took it to new heights in, in 2014 and you know, I used to think like, you know, these things you did, like having blue and yellow covered, coloured fish in the fish tank mm. and changing the colour of the carpets and the curtains to everything was blue and gold to reinforce your playing for Europe. And I obviously like, I think this is complete guff. Yeah. And then you listen to McElroy cry and realise, <laughs> no, it's, I'm completely wrong. Yeah. And the reason I'm completely wrong <laughs> is, is that because, it affects the players. But I'm also a loser. You know? <laughs> and I'm, I, I, I'm ironic and cynical about these things because that is the <laughs> consolation of the loser. And these are kind of top level sports people. Mm. And they into all this yeah. Yeah, you know yeah. like golf is so obviously ridiculous every day of the year yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. so these people obviously buy into it yeah, yeah. I can't wait for Gavin Cooney's low, low performance podcast to get on <laughs> low, low performance podcast sleep until noon sleep until noon exactly yeah. sorry this was supposed to be out at noon but uh, I slept in Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. The press, they are garbage. garbage. And whoever gets their own FIFA going forward need to be clean and people who yeah. have to be. I feel uh, Qatari, Arab, African, gay, disabled, and migrant worker. We are now in this amazing place. Yeah. Clearly, Qatar has far more money than FIFA ever would, and they could bankrupt FIFA. Beautiful, isn't it? Lift goes down, 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 down to the lobby. Burst out through the doors like Shergar. And smash straight into the fucking glass. And bounce backwards like off a trampoline. And I sort of lie there twitching. 
from the hotel. Produce the first aid kit. Tell him he's Henry Winter and send him back out there. I'm here to do a job. Of course, I'm not really a migrant worker. The winner is Qatar. Murph, you appear to have done the country some service with your permutations on Monday's podcast. I'll leave the abacus out for this one. Well, the winners of all the eight ties go through to the quarterfinals. A lot of people emailing in, just horrified mm. when they realised, for the first time when you spoke on Monday, when they realised that even after beating the world champions and recording two bonus point victories, Ireland could get pipped by Scotland in the last minute, for example, and potentially go out of the World yeah. Cup, even if we register a losing bonus point. Uh, there yeah. were a lot of people sleeping on this. Yeah. On, uh, and you know it, Not Gregor Townsend. <laughs> no. Uh, but, you know, I mean, did it give me a lot of pleasure to wake up the sheeple out there sleepwalking into another Irish Rugby World Cup disaster? Well, yeah, it did give me a bit did. of no, pleasure. It's always good honest, people react to something you say. Yeah, it's, it's true. Say, it's true. It's nice. But, uh, yeah, I know. It's kind of it's scary. I mean, we think we've the hard work done, but... We actually don't. <laughs> God, he didn't drop that, did he? Uh, he did. Hog's not there anymore, though. Hog's I mean, not there to flatter to deceive. I'm back in Darcy Graham to finish that <laughs> ball that you catch over the try line, and all you have to do is fall over and ensure you don't uh, lose contact with the ball. Ryder Cup chat, Paul Kimmage interview, Rugby World Cup coverage, tomorrow's football podcast. Man United are back. All available if you fancy signing up. In the meantime, we've made Murph's book launch free to air. Completely naked, the aircon just like blasting its way. Absolutely nothing to stop it. All the way in. <laughs> I mean, really, did it have to be so graphic? Yeah, well, yeah. It and is in the book. My mum and dad were standing right there. You were only right there. being faithful to... What you had written in the book, Murph. It's true, I suppose. That was the Sugar Club last Thursday night. Great night. It's on your feeds now. And you don't even have to buy Murph's book to no, listen well, to that one. I mean, nah. It would help if you... I mean, listen, no, I'm already trying to sell the World Service, Murph. I'm not selling... You to. I'm not fucking selling your book on top of selling the <laughs> it's World true. Service here, all right? Oh, you know Steady what? On. You're absolutely bloody right. Fair to play, yeah. Take the five euro you're going to pay towards Murph's book, right? And invest that in membership of Second Captains uh, instead. It doesn't have to be an either or. I would say, let's get the Second Captains World Service membership Let's get that. Let's tie that one down first. Let's go for that. that. Let's just rope that one off. That's it. Done. That's yours. And then ask yourself, you know, you can probably get it for 15. Uh, Listen, I've said too much. I've already said too much. Secondcaptains.com, five or a month plus fat. You can listen without any ads. And the Second Captains podcast is part of the the ACAST creator Creator network. That's the second time it's gone off. They never go home, they never go home, they never go home, those, those, those boys. The second captain's world service. It is not war and death and famine, it's not that at all. It's the opposite of that, it's to persuade the world outside of that. That's why sport's important.